Welcome to a veteran trigger vodka production of Article 15. Here at Article 15, we are attempting to bring awareness and an end to the 22 veterans who commit suicide every day. We talk to everyday veterans about everyday issues acclimating back to civilian life. And today we are talking to Jeanette Sparrow. She was a specialist, which is an E4 in the United States Army. Uh, she was Army Guard and she has a very, very interesting date that she rotated out of the National Guard. Welcome to Article 15, Jeanette. Thank you for having me. That that's we if you want to play the what if game, we could play the what if game. You got out in September of 2010. Or sorry, sorry, you got out in September 10th of 2001. And, it was and we played the what if game last night. What if what's that? And we played oh, yes. that what if game. And I mean, you honestly, anybody who sees you on a live, anybody who listens to this podcast, I mean, you helped me last night. I have been lost for 20 years playing the what if game. And the words that you said to me last night, don't think I didn't go to bed not thinking about it. And I actually stayed up way longer because I'm a thinker stayed up way longer than I should have. And I said, this is where I'm supposed to be. It is because it's for you. last night when we spoke, I was very conflicted <clears throat> and I'm not saying I'm fixed and I'm all better. And your words fixed everything. It's, it's not, but I look at my kids. I woke them up this morning and I said, these are my babies. They sure are. If I didn't do what I did, I wouldn't have my babies. Facts. And the struggles that we go through and that we've been through as a family and as everything, I wouldn't change them for the world. That's awesome. Now, could have I helped? Could have I made a difference? Could I have never come home again? Is what you said. What if I didn't come home? My parents would have to bury a child. Could you yeah. imagine having to bury a child? Absolutely not. And there's so many people out there that have to bury their children. You support them 100% and go fight for your country. And you pray that you don't get the knock on the door. I could, well, I could as I said earlier today, as I said, as we've been talking, you know, how your father stepped in and everything like that. I, if, if my daughter was to tell me she wants to join the military, I'd be like, join the Air Force, please. 
The Air Force is uh, great. Plus, not that the Air Force has not lost anybody. However, if my daughter was to come to me tomorrow and said, I'm going to join the, well, she wouldn't, she's seven, and say, I'm going to join the United States Marine Corps, that would chill my heart. Not that I don't have the utmost respect for the United States Marine Corps. My Marines are the greatest force on this nation. I don't give a shit what anybody wants to tell me. If you allowed a Marine to do what they are trained to do, most wars would end within days. Listen, However, I love, I love, I love every branch of the military. I've grown a new respect for the Coast Guard. Yeah, you know, I didn't <laughs> even consider the Coast Guard military, but they are. I live in Florida. Kind I've of, grown kind respect. of Department of Transportation, but whatever. I've grown respect for the Coast Guard. But if my if your child was to come, your 14-year-old daughter was to come to you, well, obviously you're not your 14-year-old daughter, we'll say she's like 17, going on the, the grown-up age of 18 and say, I want to join the United States Marine Corps. I want to join the Army. I want to join. It it chills. It scares you. you you've, you've seen this. You know she's this. She's in high school. There's ROTC. What, that, that ROTC and all yeah. that is much more different than it going is. to MAPS. And and raising their right hand. I mean, I would proud. I would be a proud parent of a child that joins the United States military. However, if we're in a conflict, especially the type of conflict we're just apparently getting out of now, or Vietnam, which are very similar, I I would it would devastate her. But I'd push her towards Air Force, and my husband and I both we're both Army veterans. We both have said Air Force. Yeah, my I'm a United States Navy. Nobody else in my immediate family. My uh, my wife, she's not military. Nobody in her immediate family ever served. However, I would tell my wife like, if they join the mil- uh, the Air Force, it's it's okay. They'll be fine. And they're tough. They're tough. I know a lot of airmen in the Air Force. Yeah, they they do have a rigorous. Uh, uh, I guess you can call it a boot camp. Uh, they they have a lot of basic training. Their their training is not, although they do have great amenities, it doesn't make anything else easier for them. They right. still go through some very hardcore training. Their their PT is pretty. It's not extreme as like the Marine Corps or anything like that, but it's it's pretty tough. And then they have a lot of technological training, which is pretty dope for them, especially moving into the civilian world. They. They're they're not big yellers. They're big. They're more better at motivate motivating. They're better. It'd be like taking somebody from like a a labor union and putting them into I don't know more like an admin or right. some type of stuff like that. That that that's the difference in all the other branches in the Air Force. They're more like office worker. Like they're they're, they're type of pile of training. They're they're a lot more mental. Yeah, I agree with that one. But um that that is pretty much where I'm at on that one. But getting back to you and your 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 feelings on this this of of everybody that left. And the the big part about this um that I want to strike true with a lot of our military brothers and sisters. I want you guys to to hear these words. I want you guys to understand this and and take apart take away that why they stopped talking, but understand that they did stop talking. 
That's that's the biggest part. Now you left on September 10th, and everybody activated on September 13th. How many people have you talked to since? One. 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 Since and since September 13th of 2001. And when I spoke with him, he acted like he didn't remember me. So of of all the military of all the people you knew through the last four years from 2000 or sorry 1997 to 2001 you've spoken to one person one now i can tell you guys i joined in uh in the wake of 9-11 i have served 19 and a half years i don't have enough fingers and toes to to talk to the about the amount of people that i still speak to since even my active duty days when I when I was on the USS John Paul Jones or the USS Higgins, um, I, I I know even more people on my deployment from 08 to 09 in Iraq. I knew a grip of people from 11 to 12. Like I knew all these people. These those were my, more my reserve times. Guys that I never even deployed with, I know them. I can contact them. I can call them whenever. However, there's my this, husband. This, has a friend that he was an AIT with. And this was 30 years ago, 25, yeah. 30 years, oh, 30 years ago, but they are still best friends. They However, have you, kept in contact with one person. And I've talked to one person. What we'll, that done? we'll say in the last 20 years, I what just, that it, it breaks my heart. I don't know what happened to them. I don't know if they're still here. I don't know if they came back. These people were my people. There's a family. It, they're my people. And yeah. I don't know where they are. And, you know, if they're listening to this, I mean, because you have people all over the world. I want my people to know and they would remember me. I'm... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm hard to forget, especially if you've known me for that many years. I would love to talk and catch up and say I'm sorry. What do you have to apologize? And I, I can understand where you're coming from. However, you didn't do anything wrong. I didn't. I did my time. Yes. But I wasn't there for that, them. That's, but, but when you go... We talked before about forgiveness. And I, I don't think you need forgiveness from anybody. You didn't know the future. You didn't know what was going unless you did. And you're part of the terrorist group of the Taliban. And then we're going to have to talk to the FBI about this. However, Do I look like Taliban. I'm just, I can't see you. <laughs> the screen is black. I don't know what's going on right now. Oh my so gosh, I'm everything still is kind of shady. I see you. Well, that's great. Well, of course, most Taliban can't would say that they can see me, but I can't see them because they're Taliban. Anyways, um, you did what you were. You did more. You didn't. Not to sound so hillbilly. You did more in in 1997 for this country than anybody. 
when you think about this. This is the way that I think about things. I'm a very positive thinker. I like to think about positive things. Who the fuck was signing up for the United States military in 97, 98, right. 99, 2000, 2001? Up until 2001 hit when 9-11 hit, there was people, so many people fucking UA. I, I went through Master at Arms School, which is supposed to be MP school. I, I drank my way out of that one. Go figure. By the way, this uh, this podcast is brought to you by the Stars and Stripes of Budweiser. I'm, it's it's ice cold. I don't know. I'm drinking Budweiser. I drank Bud Light <laughs> earlier tonight, so it, it's fine. I'm just talking about some <laughs> of my sponsors for AA. Anyways, um, you you did something more than more like more people joined after 9/11 hit than any most of any other time, but you were joining during a time of peace when they had those goofy commercials that they were right. allowed to still advertise the way they were advertising, you know, uh, be an army of one, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link and all those other fucking commercials, but nobody else was taking any of that shit serious. And you still joined and you were like, fuck it. I'm going to join. I'm going to go do my time. And you did your time mad respect because you had a get out date of September 10th. Now all of a sudden you're, you're not somebody worth talking to. I mean, I can understand what they're thinking. Like you didn't re up and come with us, but you did your time. You did what you were supposed to do. Nobody felt bad about the guys who joined up after world war two. Nobody felt bad about the guys who joined up after Korea or Vietnam or desert storm, which that's where you were at. Majority of those people, nobody said fucking words. And yet you're shit on because of the date that you got on. I think that's terrible. You you made a decision. Your life is good. You're happy. You have one regret that you're dying about because you lost all these people, which was kind of shitty. Right. Imagine, imagine, imagine being. We'll, we'll just say hypothetically a combat veteran, right? And you were at a fob and you got ro rotated back to the States because your EOS was, your end of service was up. You got rotated back. You didn't get stop lost. You got, you got rotated back. You were done. Two days later, the fucking place got completely blown to shit. Do you sign back up? Go back? Is that what you're supposed to do? Wouldn't that be... Sh I mean, what... You're done. You did your time. Right. If you were you were there when... Uh, I think, what were we at? You know? And we were... Or... or when the uh, the cold got hit, the USS Cole, do you fucking re-up right there when you were the guy who was in the chow line, who got called away from chow line just to go talk to somebody that you, you, you got called to the pilot house or whatever the fuck you are? You were, you were GM2 Duff, and you got called away from the chow line, and then all of a sudden, that chow line got busted open, wide open because of an explosive, and those people who were in that line that died... I got to meet him, GM2 Duff. 
he was um, he was on my small boat, and he was done. He he felt guilty that he wasn't in that line. I couldn't imagine that feeling that you got called away that had absolutely nothing to do with you. You got called away from that line that to because you were taking the child for the early watch. You were you were you had the next watch, the next gunner's mate watch, or whatever you were supposed to be, the fifty cal or the the twenty mic mic or whatever you were supposed to be standing. He he was supposed to be in that line. He got called. He was in that line, and then he got called away. Is he supposed to feel fucking shitty for the rest of his life? Because he does. I'm sure of it. I'm sure he still thinks about it. Like I should have been there. I should have been with those guys. I could have done something. I could have changed something. He could be dead. He could be absolutely dead. That's guaranteed. He could be the twelfth on the eleven that died. And that's the same for you. You could be another name on a wall somewhere. And people just say, Yeah, she was a great girl. She was amazing. I d I don't know about any fourteen or nine year old child that she was supposed to have. I just know that she was cool. We hung out on weekends and two weeks a year. And then all of a sudden we wound up in Afghanistan. You're it's, doing the right thing. It's. Whew, it's a tug of war. It's a tug of war. You're doing the right thing. I don't I feel guilty for being happy. I don't feel guilty of where I'm at in my life. I feel like I could have done more. Well, we can make that up. We can definitely make that up. And I, I try every day. I really do. I volunteer for everything. I, we talked about it last night. I am part of the valued veterans at the Moose Lodge, always fundraising different things that we do. We do wounded warriors. And I, I know like you have the ones that you back. Um, I just found out about it and I will check it out and see if they're in Florida. And if they're not in Florida, I don't even care because it's still, we're all found out that in 2025, they're going to be nationwide. What up? Yes, you Head told me that last project. night. <laughs> so fucking stoked for that. But I mean, we have uh, veterans um, 5K, and it's over the Skyway Bridge between Bradenton, Florida, and Clearwater, St. Petersburg. It's the big freaking bridge in between us. You run across the bridge, they shut it down for a whole day, and 100% of the proceeds go to veterans for mental health, and it's amazing. It's a pretty scary bridge. Mental health, to me, is one of the biggest parts. I think if people could be more mentally strong, we'd be able to get out of a lot more of these issues. And anybody who, I have big shoulders. We talked about this last night. I have big shoulders. I am a great listener. 
anybody who needs anything, you can reach out to me also. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Just one of the big things that I tell my, my listeners, one of the big things I tell the people that support me as I see them as supporters, not followers, especially on TikTok, do not put yourself out there unless you're 100%. Uh, I'm, I'm always 100%. Not, what's that? I'm always 100%. I'm all in. Well, when I you're ready, a lot. When you're ready, you know, you're still dealing with what you're dealing with. You know, right, I, maybe I, I can sh- help someone else. Yeah, well, if that's we what these help stories each other. are about. That's what these stories are about. That's so those those who are out there that are listening. This is not your story. This is not anywhere near your story, but there is, this is like your story. There are many stories that have been in my podcast, whether they're uh, suicide attempts, there are, there are divorces, losing children in battles, losing, losing your life, losing, like all these different things that people have gone through, the veterans that I've spoken to, there have been so many stories. They're not your story. They're not yours, but they're very similar. Very similar. We might not be the same chapter, but we're the same book. It is It is not always a very, very – the, the uniqueness to your story is extreme. However, there are others like it, and that's why I want this story where whether or not you, you can relate exactly to specialist Jeanette here or you relate to you know Alex – or Gunny, or uh, you know Tim Sears, or you relate to uh, you know Tom the, the RCB, or you relate to any of these guys, any of these other people, or you relate to uh, um, uh, Whitlow, or you relate to you know our Sar- our, our Sapper that came on, all these different people that came in here that had different, very unique stories. You know, um, there were there were some great people that came through here that told a story. And you know what? Maybe your story wasn't to the extreme or maybe your story was a little bit more extreme. You are not alone. And that's what I want people to know, that you are not alone. You are not by yourself through this. You have brothers and sisters, regardless whether you were in combat, whether you were uh, somebody who was stateside the whole time supporting we had uh, Amy Jo Willow. She never deployed, but she had some trauma that happened to her, and she's not alone. She's she, I, she was my very first female uh, veteran that came on, and since her, I've had numerous come forward, very similar stories, because of that, very similar stories. And I do hope that more similar stories come forward because of what you're speaking out about. It's not so much that, yeah, you didn't deploy after 9-11. However, you you chose you. You chose your life over the 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 big military. And I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you in any which sense. After 19 and a half years of being used and abused by the United States military, I'm not mad at the military. I'm not mad at you. But it is a business. And had you been in, you might feel a little bit more salty towards the military. You might not be where you're at today. You might not be in a greatest place as you are. 
And I'm happy that you are happy. I want you to be happy. I never want anybody to be miserable. It's not a worth, it, it's nothing worth anybody else's time. I think what you did was admirable and you did your time in service. That's more than what anybody else can ask of you in life. But I don't think mauling over it that you could have done more. You did more than most. The United States military, if you served in the United States military, you're less than 1% of the United States population. Isn't that sad? No. I've met more of the, the other percentage. I don't want them in my military. They're talking about like, hey, we should bring back the draft with all these little jagoffs who, who whine and complain. No, I don't want those sons of bitches in my military. You're going to have some little asshole that's supposed to have my six. Fuck that. You know what? Right. Start a draft. Send them into the service industry. Make them be bartenders. No, start them off as no. scullery people. They have to work they at the to scullery work at and be busboys. Walmart. You get breaks in Walmart. They go out to their cars and get high. Oh, Fuck well, that. I, make I them, don't shop at make Walmart. Them. I'm a Target. I'm not sponsored. I'm fancy. I shop at Target. <laughs> no, I'm a little make bougie. Them, <laughs> make them go into the service industry. Everybody has to do it. You have to do two years in the service industry. You have to be, start off as either a busboy or a dishwasher. You start there and you work your way up. If you decide you want to stay in the service industry, you can work up to being a bartender or manager or whatever else you want to be when you grow up. However, there's also the military. It's your call. Watch how many people I, be like, well, I'll go wash dishes. I honestly, I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I have a 14 year old and I honestly believe that everybody should go through basic training. The person I was going into basic training is not the person that came out of basic training. That's understandable. The discipline. I mean, and I grew up in a military family. I did. There was not one person in my family that was not military. Between Army and Navy, aunts and uncles, mother, father, sisters, and my little brother went in after me. I honestly believe that's when you find yourself. Because it'll make you or break you. And they yeah. beat everybody. I mean, the Army. I went in thinking I was cool as shit. In the middle, I was like... I don't even deserve to walk on this dirt that I'm walking on. I am dirt. A little bit more, a little bit more humility in your life. But when I came out, I felt invincible. Yeah. I knew who I was. I knew what I wanted. I. <clears throat> There is no other experience that I could have ever had. And trust me, I went through basic training for nine weeks. My drill sergeants did not know who I was. They came up to me and you graduated week 12, came up yeah. to me at week nine and said, private, what platoon do you belong to private? And I said, drill sergeant, your platoon. Drill sergeant. She looked at me and said, what is your name? And I said, private Kester drill sergeant. 
she looked at me and said, Kester, Kester, okay, these last three weeks, you're going to be by my side. And she made sure I was at every formation. She made sure I was doing the put. She was, where's Private Kester? Right here, drill sergeant. I'm here, drill sergeant. My dad told me they can yell, they can scream, they can get in your face, but they can't eat you. Lay low, stay quiet, be loud when you need to be loud. Attitudes aside, I did what I was supposed to do and they had no clue who I was. I could have been at the PX and they would have had no clue that I was gone until the last three weeks. I was the quiet one. Imagine that, me, the quiet one. It happens. But I mean, who are you today? Me, number one, I am mom. I am mom. I am mama bear. I was told by somebody a couple weeks ago that I'm unapproachable. I'm sarcastic and I'm mean. And I was like, then I did my job. But who are you? I'm Jeanette Sparrow. Yeah. I am. I'm Jeanette Sparrow. Sparrow. I'm a mom. Who's Jeanette Sparrow? I'm a mom. You're just a mom. That's it. I'm a mom. I take care of my family. So you're just a mom. Your wife. I am a wife, but I'm a mom first. You're a mom. You're a wife. You're a caretaker, caregiver. You're a daughter. You're part of a family. What changes? What what people's lives have you touched? Imagine, two thousand and one. Right now, I am a coach of a volunteer coach of a swim team of thirty three swimmers. Okay. I am a softball mom of twelve softball players, all volunteer. Okay. I am the first person to send my kids to school with any canned goods that can go. I'm a Girl Scout mom. I'm, (laughs) I, I am a mom. I'm a mom to everybody. How about when they, when your daughter was first born, who was the first one up in the morning? Who was the first one up in the morning? That was me. Right. In the middle of the night, that was me. Right. When it was a bad dream, did she did your daughter go over to your dad, your husband's side? Because I know my daughter doesn't. No. No, even the dogs come to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, everybody comes to me. When it's snuggle time, it's mommy time. You you're you're a you're a nightmare terror. You're you're a mom. You make breakfast. You're first up, last to bed. You know, you talk. Your husband is an over-the-road trucker, so he's gone for months on end. You're running a program over there. You're not. You're not just mom. You're you're running a household. You you own that house. That's you. It's all gone. Imagine it all gone. Everything all gone because you made a different decision. I can't do I want that you to anymore. Then you're done with it. 
You, you are where you're supposed to be. You're doing what you're supposed to do. You're living the life you're supposed to have. You're doing great, kid. I hope you never look back. I hope you have no more regrets because you're doing awesome. I saw your little kids yesterday, and they're fucking hysterical. <laughs> they love you. They, if, if they're as comfortable as they are getting in front of a camera because you're there and they know that it's okay and they're going get to get away with it, you're doing it right. My kids are, they're amazing people. There's a reason for that. And I always say, when I grow up, I want to be my kids. Fuck growing up. I wanted you to know that you're doing an amazing job and you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. This. You helped me a lot yesterday. And I, I, I wish so. that podcast would have recorded. <laughs> I mean, not that tonight is not amazing. But yesterday's, you helped me. I'm glad. I'm glad that I was able to help. And That's last week when I stumbled upon your live, and you're like, I'm from Chicago. And I said, Chicago, Chicago? Because everybody's from Chicago. If you're from Illinois, you're from Chicago. I'm from legit Chicago. It's called Canaryville. <laughs> and that's why I asked, are you Chicago, Chicago? Or like, I'm from Marseille, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a trip. Like people, a stretch would be like, oh yeah, I'm from Aurora. But like, Marcel's that's a stretch. It's only an hour and 45 minutes that's southwest all. of Chicago. That's all. But nobody. No, but I I want, mean... <laughs> Jeanette, I want you to know what you have done for our country is amazing. You served in, yeah, it might have been one of those times that not a whole lot of shit was going on, but you served. You still joined in. You joined when it wasn't the cool thing to do. You still joined. Right. I appreciate what you did. You are doing what you're supposed to do as a mother. You are running a household. You are raising amazing people for this country. Whether or not they serve or not or whatever they do in their lives, you're still doing the right thing. You are where you're supposed to be. And you need to keep doing what you're doing. I mean that wholeheartedly. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes you need to hear it. Well, I like to say that because my veterans are my heroes. They're amazing people. They do more than over 99% of our country does for this country. So God bless you. God bless your family. And thank you guys for what you do. We wouldn't be here without veterans. We sure wouldn't. But I want to say thank you very much for joining us on Article 15 podcast. Article 15 is still a non-judiciary punishment. That's what Article 15 is. I have three of them. <laughs> I wouldn't be a good sailor without them. But thank you very much, Jeanette, for sharing your time with us. Not only one day, but two days, because <laughs> Thumbs over here was not good with the recording. But thank Well, you thank you much. again for having me. Of course. Thank you so very much for joining us. I want to say God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. 
God bless us all.